Shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom, evening people of God. Shalom, evening everybody. Please, I believe we are all doing well. Glory to Jesus. I thank God for your lives. Hallelujah. All right, by the special grace of God, I'm also doing well with my family. God bless you and keep all of you strong in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Oh, amen. Thank you very much, my son. Dakar Prince, God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. All right. All right. Amen. We give God all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' precious mighty name. Hallelujah. It's been a long time. And I thank God for um, gifting us with another wonderful evening. Even for us to be a blessing in his presence. Hallelujah. All right. This evening, um, I want to talk shortly on something. Oh, I've missed all of you. I've missed all of you. God bless you, Mame Boudoir. God bless you and favor you in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you, Esti. God bless you, Matilda. God bless everybody. Hallelujah. Pastor Jason Alex, God bless you, son. God bless you, Pastor George Imprim. God bless you, Pastor Frank. The Lord bless you all and keep you strong. Amayao, God bless you. God bless you. Yahoo, God bless you. My regards to Nako. The Lord bless all of us and keep all of us strong in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Oh, amen. Oh. All right, we give God all the praise and the glory. I want to talk shortly on something, but before that, let's take a word of prayer. Let's take a word of prayer right now. Blessed Father, we give you all the praise and the glory for such an awesome time like this in your presence in the name of Jesus. For we come before thee this wonderful evening, even to have an experience in your spirit and in your word. I pray for divine covering in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let your protection even be upon us in the name of the Lord Jesus. Your word is already anointed. Therefore, let your word come forth with supernatural power and let it impact life even into the hearts of your listeners. That your name alone will be glorified. In Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Alright, we give God all the praise and the glory. Before um, I move on to my message, I want to just give this short and quick announcement. God willing, tomorrow we are starting our 10 days prayers and fasting experience. God willing, tomorrow we are starting our 10 days prayers and fasting experience hallelujah um the flyer will be ready soon and we are still working on it Um, very very soon it will be ready so put that at the back of your mind 
uh -huh. if you have any food to eat eat it now before 12 a.m amen all right all right so the moment we hit 12 a.m you know we have already started the fast all right so put that at the back of your mind somebody said please how can i be part of the platform our whatsapp platform is currently full so the telegram will, will be better so i think um if you know anybody here that invited you that is already on the telegram page you can kindly um, contact the person the person can send you a link for you to enter all right god bless you i think that that is the only way that will help amen all right god bless you so please don't forget um, in the course of the week we have we have seen the mighty move of god in our midst through the balm of gilead we have seen somebody that was mad restored to sanity wow somebody that was mad and they had changed the person just by the direction of the balm of gilead the person has come back to sanity this can only be god hallelujah we give god all the praise and all the glory and also through that same token of balm of gilead the lord has healed a man that was stricken with what we always known as stroke and by the divine grace and power of god god has restored the health of that man what god is doing in our midst is just amazing amazing and we give him all the praise and all the glory hallelujah the way the testimony came especially on the side someone said and it has turned on my phone too wow glory to jesus god is working miracles i'm telling you strange things strange things the person that was having the issue of stroke just one session of physiotherapy they were taking 200 cities and we don't know the number of times he would do that in a month or in a week yes akusia ediki said my dad yes that's her dad just one session of physiotherapy i don't know how often they were doing it but she said i bought 10 cities 10 cities of balm of gilead <laughs> the power of god in the balm of gilead cannot be bought three times a week what so you were paying 600 cities every week wow And just bow, you see, we give God all the praise and the glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. These are the signs that prove that God is in the midst of his people. And whatever he tells you to do, just believe it with all your heart and take bold steps by, his, by obeying his voice. And definitely you are going to also testify even to the glory of God. 
in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, I'm so, so excited that we are um, in the presence of the Lord. And I believe strongly there is something amazing that God has for us. Um, before we move on, um, I want to just... This message that I wanted to teach, um, I have to start from a certain point before I move to um, what I wanted to talk about actually. And um, it's, it is much more connected to eschatology, which speaks of the study of the end times. Amen. Yeah, but I can't consume everything right now. And if I can continue in the course of the week, then um, I think we have to be meeting around 8 p.m. every evening, the course of the fasting and prayer. And um, which might not really be possible, but I'm still working on on things. Amen. Because eschatology is a very um, heavy subject that a lot of people don't, you know, have that zeal to study. Yeah. So. But it is very, very needful in our work with God because if you don't know your end, um, a whole lot of issues can happen to you whilst you are living your life on this earth. And that is why um, throughout the scripture, the Bible has actually poured out how our end is going to be. So we really need to know it so that we can have hope. So if you study the end times, and you don't find any hope in it, that is not the end. And anytime we are hoping at something which is towards the end, then that thing must actually be glory. Are you with me? That is why the word of the Lord said, Christ in us, the hope of glory. So we are hoping for a certain glory, and that glory is yet to be revealed. That is why the Bible said, Whatever we are going through now, no matter what we are going through, nothing can be compared even to the glory that is yet to be revealed in us. There is a certain glory that is about to be revealed at the end of all things. And that glory is, where, is what our hope is actually upon. So anytime they teach you concerning the end times and you are actually afraid, you have missed it. It is either they are not teaching you well or a certain spirit that wants you to be in bondage and in fear is in charge. Are you following? Good. So you really need to know this. I wanted to talk about understanding hell. Understanding hell. But I have to start from somewhere. Um, you know, which... Because if I say it right now, I'll just be brushing the surface and you might not understand um, what hell actually is about. But the gracious Lord is going to help us. Amen. Now, one of the things that, but let me just, um, you know, touch on some few things. Then I'll open the floor for questions. Amen. Alright, so please, if you're on the Telegram page, you can just put your number here 
and um yeah let people send you a message so that when you go to um add member where you can add somebody to the page you can actually send a link from that side to the person and the person can um join all right so please you can send your number here so that um they can text you please hear me you are taking the number because you want to be on the telegram page don't don't <laughs> amen don't go and do something nyama nyama and somebody will come and say eh, the people on podbean that's how they are they do this they, then they leave you alone i will not join podbean again God bless you. Hallelujah. <laughs> all right, we give God all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Amen. Now, when you read through the entire Bible, when you read through the entire Bible, Anytime you find the word hell, H-E-L-L, anytime you find the word hell, it is not, it does not mean the same thing at all times throughout scripture. Are you following? It does not mean the same thing throughout the entire scriptures no so at any point in time you see let me just start from this point put this at the back of your mind that the bible that you have in your hand right now which is either king james amplified message international standard version new international version any version that you have you have it in english are you with me You have it in English, but the Bible in its um, original manuscript, the people that actually wrote the Bible, they were not English people. I believe you can all hear me, please. Good. So the people that wrote the Bible, they were not English people. And you need to actually know what these people were trying to say. Because sometimes through translation, we can omit certain words. Are you with me? Good. Now, especially... Um, in the Hebrew language, the Old Testament from Genesis to the book of Malachi was actually written in Hebrew. So all the people that penned down the book of Genesis to the book of Malachi, they were Hebrew people and they wrote everything in their own language. Now, when you look at the Hebrew um, language, when you actually go back into the alphabets of the Hebrew um, words, you will realize that they don't have 
anything like vowels. Those of us who did English, in fact, we all did English from you know primary school, so we all know vowels and consonants. I hope you are with me. Good. Now, we all got to know that the vowels were, uh, I think we, we realized that the vowels were five. Maybe advanced um, English can add some more, I don't know. But what we learned was that there were five vowels, which are A-I-E-O-U. That's what they taught us. And these vowels can actually help you pronounce words. They aid in what we call phonetics. Are you with me? How words are supposed to sound. They aid in that. Because when you put a lot of consonants together, you find it very difficult to pronounce. Especially K-P-T-Q-S. How are you going to pronounce this? Let's say it is a word. How are you going to pronounce it? K-P-T-Q-S. You'll find it very difficult to pronounce. All because they are all consonants and there is no vowel among them. I hope you are with me. Now, this is how the Hebrew language is like. In the Hebrew language, there are no vowels. They have only consonants. That's what we will call it. So how then are they going to pronounce certain words? That is the reason why anytime they are trying to translate certain words from Hebrew even to the English, they find it very difficult. And there are moments that you can find a word in Hebrew, you will not get any corresponding word for it in English. Are you with me? So they, they find it very difficult to actually translate the words into English as exactly as it is in Hebrew. That is why translation, the translation of the Bible from Hebrew to English actually has reduced, let me say, the, the concentration of the word itself. Are you following that is why sometimes when men of God are preaching or teaching, they can mention certain things. I want to give you a certain scripture for you to check. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, Good. Now, Jesus made a profound statement and he said, Any branch that does not produce fruit. Any branch, he said, any of the vine that does not produce or bear fruit shall be cut off. 
How many of us remember that scripture? I think in the book of Luke chapter 13 verse 9. Let me check if it's that scripture. I want to get the original original Greek word for all of you to understand something so that you will know that we are missing a lot of things. Thank you, Holy Spirit. All right, I'll I'll surely get that scripture for you very very soon i was just trying to let you understand how sometimes the word as it is even in the english translation might not be as it is in the hebrew are you with me good i think in the book of john john 15 verse 2 all right good John 15 verse 2, he says, Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he shall take, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges. Every branch that beareth not fruit, he shall, or he takes away. Now, what does it mean? That he takes away the branch. Other versions will say he will cut it off. But if you have the strong concordance, or let me say, the Thea Bible um, definition, the dictionary that gives um, the original meaning as it is supposed to be written, even in the Hebrew, you can check the word takes away, or taketh away, as it is in the King James. It is actually the Greek word G142, which is the word Airo. Airo. Don't get confused. Though. We are trying to help us understand something. Are you with me? If you want to know the word of God, if you want to study well, these are some of the ways we study the scriptures. Oh, anybody here that has the um um the John chapter 15, verse 2. Jesus said, Every branch in me that bears not fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now, we are checking the word take away in the English. The English said he takes away. But let us look at the original Hebrew, so that we will know. Because when we say we, he's taking it away, it looks like he's cutting it and throwing it away. Is that not how it, look, it sounds like? Good. But when you check the original Hebrew, we will find out the exact word that is there. Good. The word Iro means to raise up, to elevate, 
to lift up. So that is what Jesus Christ was trying to say. That every branch that does not bear fruit, he, he raises it up. Wow. He will raise it up. Not take away as he is cutting it and throwing it away. But the English word here said he takes away. Which in our own understanding we will think that he's trying to cut it and throw it away. So sometimes if you don't actually get the original Hebrew or the Greek, you will miss the true meaning of scripture and say your own thing. And this is why a lot of people, especially pastors, have troubled many believers. So anytime you find the word hell, don't think that it is what you, they have already taught you. Check, because the word hell is just an English word. And the one that first wrote it did not write in, in English. So you need to go to the person's original manuscript as he wrote it and find out what he was actually trying to say. Are you following? Good, because right now we saw the word take away. And the way we were thinking, that is not what it actually meant. According to the one that wrote it. The Matthew guy that wrote this one did not write that he, Jesus would take it away and throw it away. No. He actually said, when that branch is not bearing fruit, Jesus will raise it up. How does he do it? Most of us, we know when we plant plantain at our backyard, and sometimes we, we, we are finding it very difficult. See, sometimes you can see that there is a certain you know, um, plantain fruit, let me say it that way, that wants to come upon a branch. But maybe the branch is not strong enough to hold it. Sometimes we can just use some, maybe you get a certain um, wood and chalk that kind of branch with it. So that even when the plantain is actually you know, growing, it will just be of support. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is what exactly. So in TV, you call it, say, Usun, Usun, Brodien. This is what Jesus was actually going to do to any branch that was not bearing fruit. He will lift it and push it in a way that the fruit can now come. He was not going to cut it and throw it away. No, 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 no. Are you with me? Good. So sometimes when you find out certain words in the Bible, don't assume that they are as it is written. Because what you are reading is English. That is why even when you read, um, there are so many versions of the Bible, which is the same English. But sometimes when you read different versions, it, it sounds like they are saying something different from the one you were already reading. That is why sometimes I say, bring all the versions here. Let us compare something. Are you with me? Good. So if you want to be a Bible student, you should know this. That the Old Testament was written in Hebrew and the New Testament in Greek. So if you want to really understand what they were actually saying, Sometimes, go straight. That is why, if you are here and you don't have my sword Bible, it will be better for you to download one. 
my sword bible i think right now it's not on play store so you can just go to google and and, and type my sword bible it will come when it comes there are some modules that um dictionaries you know strong's concordance Taya, definition all those kind of dictionaries you can download them it will merge with the whole bible so that when you find any word in the king james you will find the hebrew or the greek word attached to it so once you see the word and you don't really know what it means you can just tap on that greek or hebrew word that is there then it will actually pop out for you to see what it really means this is how we know what the writers actually you know were speaking about are you with me good all right so now let me move on to what um what i'm about to talk about so when you read throughout the bible from genesis to revelation in the king james the word hell the word hell in the whole king james from genesis even to revelation the word hell has appeared fifth let's say about 55 times the word hell now when you begin to check their meanings you realize that they don't mean the same thing at every place that they are found are you following so there are three three different um let me say dimensions that the bible will actually use english for its meaning as hell so when you find hell in the bible you can check and it might be something different in this verse you will check another verse and it is something different also so now the question is what actually is hell is it the first one that i read or the second one because it looks like they are different different things altogether are you following it's the same way when you find the word world in the bible w-o-r-l-d world in the bible it does not always say the same thing as you think world is sometimes you can check the word well there are so many different meanings of the word world we have cosmos we have tebel which is in the hebrew we actually have aeon and all these meanings all these words are actually different meanings altogether so the question is when the bible speaks of world what 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 is the bible talking about so in fact when you read the book of matthew chapter 24 the word of the lord said jesus when he was with the disciples after he left the temple the disciples came to him and they began to ask him certain questions and these are some of the questions they asked him the disciples came to jesus and they asked him that you were saying a whole lot of things in the temple. You said the temple will be broken. You, you, you prophesied doom even on the temple. 
And we want to actually know when all these things that you are saying will, will when will they happen? Are you following? Good. Now, the word of the Lord said, Jesus, the disciples, after they came to Jesus, they asked a certain question. And listen to what they asked. In the book of Matthew chapter 24, verse 3. Matthew chapter 24, verse 3. The disciples came to Jesus and they asked him. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him. I'm reading from the King James. He said, and they came to him privately saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of your coming? And of the end of the world. Is that not what your Bible says? Is that not what your, your, your Bible says? Your Bible said, the end of the world. Is that not so? Good. But when you check the word world over there, it is the word aeon. Aeon. Which means a, a period of time or an age. A period of time or an age. Now, does this sound like the whole world to you? Can you all hear me, please? No. So you see, that word world in that scripture is not talking about the whole world. That the whole world is coming to an end. No, no, no. That's not what the Bible says. But many, many evangelists think that that is what it means. All because they did not know what Matthew was actually saying. They just read the word world and they have translated it to be the whole world and they are preaching that the whole world will come to an end though so everybody prepare the whole world will be destroyed that is not what the bible said so sometimes when you don't understand what the original writer of that um, chapter or that book is speaking you create and form your own doctrine and you'll be, you'll be putting yourself in bondage. So, according to this scripture, a, a, an age was about to end and a new age was about to be started. So, the disciples were asking, so this age that is about to end, what are some of the signs that will prove to us that this age is about to end? Because you prophesied that the age will end through the destruction of the temple of Jerusalem. And we are also in Jerusalem. And we, we, you call us your people. So if they are coming to destroy Jerusalem and kill a lot of people and we are also here, should we also stay here to be destroyed? At least tell us something. Show us some signs. So that when these signs are about, when these signs manifest, we can know that no. Then the end of the age is about to start. They are about to kill people and destroy the temple so that we can run away. Are you following? Good. 
So this is what was actually happening. It was not the end of the whole world. So if you are here and you believe that that scripture is talking about the whole world, you have actually missed it. So that is one of the reasons why we go into the Hebrew and the Greek studies to actually know what the writer was saying. We were, we were not the one that wrote the book. And we can't create our own meaning for it. The one that wrote it knows the reason why he wrote it. And he has a meaning for it. So why are we trying to push just that the, the English words could not get proper words for those words in Hebrew. So they actually wrote it like well. Are you with me? It is the same way they can't really get proper words for the word hell. That they have used hell for many, many words at the same time. So you can check the Bible anytime you find the word hell. Don't think it is what you have been told. Go and search for it. Maybe it is saying something different. Now let me just touch on it shortly. So when you read through the whole Bible, the word hell actually comes in three main meanings. Three main meanings. Three. The first one is Sheol. Sheol. S-H-E-O-L. Sheol. Sheol. Now, Sheol actually is the Hebrew word that refers to the general place where dead people whether righteous or unrighteous people go i've thought on this before how many of us remember that good it is known as the realm of the dead now it is the word in hebrew is sheol the same word for it in greek is hades hades h-a-d-e-s but in English, it is the word hell. So the realm where dead people go, whether they are righteous or unrighteous, that realm of the dead, in Hebrew, it is the, it's called Sheol. But in Greek, it is called Hades. But in English, we call it hell. Are you following Good. Now, follow me. David made a certain statement. He was telling God in the book of Psalm 139, Psalm 139, David said, verse 8, let's read from verse 7. Psalm 139, verse 7 and verse 8. In the King James, that is what David is saying. He said, Where shall I go from your, from your spirit? Or shall I flee from your presence? Verse 8. If I ascend up into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. Amplified said, Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, did you see that? Sheol, the nether world, the place of the dead, 
behold, you are there. Now, the King James says it is called hell. So, David is saying that God is in heaven and God is in hell. But this time around, the word hell is the word shield, which is the place where dead people go. Are you, are you with me? This is the, the Hebrew um, the Hebrew one of the realm of the dead is known as Sheol. Now, when we read the book of Luke chapter 16, Luke chapter 16, verse 19 downwards, the word of the Lord was talking about a certain rich man who had money and all sort of things and a certain the bible even said that he was clothed in fine linen how many of us remember linen let me let me read it said there was a rich man luke 16 verse 19 down there was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fed sumptuously every day verse 20 and there was a certain beggar named lazarus which was laid up at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. Verse 22, And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. And the rich man also died and was buried. Verse 23, And in hell he lift up his eyes. So the rich man was in, in hell. The word hell is the word Hades, which also means the realm of the dead so you see in the hebrew the realm of the dead is called sheol but in greek it is called hades so those of you who have watched all those um greek those kind of movies um zeus and all those kind of people there was a certain personality called hades good He's actually in charge of the realm of the dead. Great. Are you with me? Good. So there is a place where dead people go. Whether you are righteous or unrighteous, that place is called hell. But it is a certain part of hell. It is one part of hell. It is the realm of the dead. In Hebrew, it is called Sheol. But in Greek, it is called Hades. The same place. Are you following? So you can find the word hell in your Bible. And if you check, it is actually speaking of that place. Are you following? Good. Now, aside that, there is you can find another word that is also translated as hell in our Bible, and it is called Tartarus. Tartarus or Tartaru. Don't worry about the, the pronunciation. Now, this place is a very, very dark place. In fact, that is the place the Bible calls bottomless pit how many of us have read of that in the book of revelation it is also called the abusos 
Oh, how many of us have heard of the realm of the dead? Um, if you are here and you have heard, great. Good. You have heard of the bottomless pit before. The bottomless pit. It does not mean it is a pit where when they throw you, you will not fall into any bottom. You will be going, you will not end. Then you are going, that's not what it means. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes in the English, it is translated as abyss. Abyss. Are you following? Now, let's read something. This place is also another part, another compartment of hell. But this place is a very dark place. Very, very, very dark. And it is where God has kept certain demons that rebelled against him, waiting for judgment. Are you following? Now, when we read the book of 2 Peter chapter 2, 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 4. The Bible said, For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them in chains of darkness, to be reserved unto judgment, God, he cast those angels that sinned to hell. That word hell is the word Tataru. Tataru. It is actually a dimension of hell. It is also known as the deepest part of abyss. Now let me explain um, for you to understand. Okay, let me read. From, this one said, Amplify said, For if God did not even spare angels that sing, but threw them into hell. Okay, uh, this one also used hell. Okay, this one said, God did God didn't let the rebel angels off the hook, but jailed them in hell till judgment. So you see, where those demons are, the word hell there is actually the word tataru. Now it is the same word hell in the Bible. So if you think that any hell that is in the Bible is just one place, you will miss it. There is a place where righteous and unrighteous dead people go. It is also called hell. But there is a place where certain angels that rebelled against God are being jailed. They are there. God has cast them there, waiting for judgment. Are you following? It is actually the deepest part. Very, very deep. That is the most dangerous part of what hell is all about. Are you following? Good. It is the most darkest part of the whole universe. The most darkest. Now, 
That place is very strange. God has cast demons to that place. They are in thick darkness. And this place, they are waiting for judgment. It is like remand. I hope we all know what remand is. So you go for remand, then after some time, they will bring you back and now your judgment will be pronounced. Then you will now actually go into the original prison you are supposed to go. Are you following? Good. Now, this place is only reserved for the demons or those that were once angels that rebelled against God. They are in chains over there. It's a dark place. It is different from where the righteous or unrighteous people go after death, which is the realm of the dead. But there are certain group of people, listen to me carefully, there are certain group of people who are normal human beings that have given themselves, that have sold their souls to the devil. And some of them can go deep to the extent that they can, their DNA can be changed and they can manifest as demons, even though they were human beings. Now, these kind of people, the moment they die, they also have their place in the same place where the demons have been kept. It's a dangerous place. Very dangerous. Are you following? Now, to these demons, God made angels as beings that were supposed to reflect light. They were just light beings. But the moment they rebelled against God, God actually used darkness as their punishment. It is like trying to bring fish out of the water. To the bare ground what will happen to the fish because the source of life how the fish breathes and everything is aided by the water so once you bring the fish was actually made for waters so if you bring the fish out of the waters you have taken its source of life this is what happened so those angels they were receiving life from god's light but the moment they rebel, God is using darkness as their punishment. Are you following? That place is very dangerous. I mean very, very, very dangerous. So to them, darkness is their torment. God is using that darkness to torment them. It looks like their source of life is being taken from them. But when a human being that sold his or her soul to the devil gets to that realm, these demons also tend to torment that human soul. Are you following? 
good. This is where the understanding is. Now, let me open your eyes on this. There is no fire in that place. But naturally, just naturally, the deepest part of the earth is very hot. I hope you know that. Cool. Even when you pick this earth, the physical land that we are seeing right now, it has five main compartments when you begin to dig down. It has five main compartments. Not like normal for the layman to understand. When you begin to dig downwards, we have what we call the crust, the earth crust, which is just like 40 feet down or deep when you begin to dig. So as you are digging there, when you get to 40 feet deep, you have gotten to where we call the crust of the earth. Then once you move deep down the crust, you have entered into the mantle. When you get to the mantle, the deepest part of the mantle has a certain kind of temperature, which is very high, which is like 4,000 degrees Fahrenheit. And I think um, Osofo Jerry can help us with that one. He's, as for him, he's an engineer, you know. Then you now move from the deepest part of the mantle, you cross into the core, the core of the earth. And that place too is very, very hot. It has a temperature of about 11,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Even the surface of the sun. Yes, even the surface of the sun, the, the, the heat or the temperature is around 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit. That speaks of how hot the core of the earth is. Exactly. Exactly. God bless you, Jerry. So you see, then you now move to the outer core, then into the inner core. And the deeper you go, the higher the temperature. So physically, deep down the earth is very, 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 very hot. Are you following? But none of these places in the earth which we have made mention of is hell. Because hell is beneath all of these dimensions. <laughs> Health is still beneath all of these dimensions. That actually means that hell will be very hot. But let me open your eyes on something. The deepest part of the earth, you can't dig physically to get there. I hope you know that. What are you going to use to dig? It will melt before it gets there. You can't even cross the, 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 the mantle. You, once you are getting to the mantle, that machine you are using to dig will, be, will, will melt. That is why sometimes they use what we call above sea level, below sea level. Because deep inside the sea is actually the place we can use to measure the depth of the earth. 
Are you following? Good. So when a man dies, the first place where he appears, which is also called hell in the Bible, is inside the sea. Now, when the person hits that dimension, after everything is done in that realm, the person now either moves to the deeper dimension of the earth, which is the deepest part from Hades or Sheol. Are you following? And things are very dark in that realm. Even the deepest part of the sea, that is where we get crude oil. And when crude oil comes out, we all know its color. Are you following? Great. So you need to understand all these things. So when you read the Bible and you find the word hell, hell has three main meanings in the Bible. The first one is the realm of the dead, which in Hebrew is called Sheol and in Greek is called Hades. The second one is Tartaru, which is a place deeper in Hades. So when you get to the realm of the dead, there is a deeper part in the realm of the dead. Once you break from the realm of the dead, that is the deepest part you are going to. And that is Tartar, where God has kept the angels that rebelled against him. They are in thick darkness. They are in jail. They are even in chains, waiting for the judgment. Are you following? Then the next the next meaning of hell in the Bible is Gehenna. 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 Now, Gehenna was actually a physical place. Gehenna was a physical place and this physical place was actually in Jerusalem it was actually known as the valley of Hinnom the valley of Hinnom are you following Now, there were many statements that Jesus actually made in the Bible that he was actually referring to Gehenna. But when we read the scriptures and we find hell, we actually think, we actually think that, hey, that it is a place where it is actually in the place of Gehenna that there were physical burning. In the times of old, when somebody is crucified on the cross and the person dies, they remove the person's body from the cross and go and dump it in the valley of Hinnom, where all the time things are burning. Things are burning. So anything you can use as a worst thing in a man's life is actually to make mention of Gehenna. When you tell a person that you will be in Gehenna, there is this kind of fear that grips the person's heart. 
because it is the place where things actually burn. Are you following? So when you read the Bible and you find the word hell and you check and it is Gehenna, it is actually not talking about you. So sometimes Jesus will make a certain statement and he will say there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth and they will be cast out even into hell. Can you all hear me, please? Great. Great. So, when you read the Bible and you find out any place that makes mention of hell and you check the word hell and it is actually Gehenna, then Jesus is actually not making mention of something that is spiritual or when you experience it when you die it was a physical place where fire was always burning things and that is where the bible said there were animals like vultures that will always be there eating the carcasses of plenty people and the whole lot everything was actually burning so that place there was fire there 24 7. that is the only type dimension of hell that the Bible has made mention of that there is fire. It was a physical place. Are you following? Now when you read the book of Matthew chapter 10, verse 28. Matthew chapter 10, verse 28. Jesus made a certain statement which we have always been um, making mention of. He said, Fear not them which kill the body but are not able to kill the soul. But rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Both soul and body in hell. Now, can you hear me? If hell is a place you die and go, will your body also go there? Can you all hear me, please? Can you all hear me, please?
good. Now, so in the book of Matthew chapter 10 verse 28, Jesus said, Do not fear those who kill the body but are unable to kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. So Jesus said, the word hell there is the word Gehenna. If it is actually a, a spiritual place, will your body be carried into that spiritual place for it to be destroyed there? So that one actually should let you know that he was talking about. And when you check the word Gehenna, when you check the word hell there, it is the word Gehenna. And he said, this was originally the valley of Hinnom, south of Jerusalem, where the filth and dead animals of the city were cast out and burned. Are you following? So it was actually a place in the southern part of Jerusalem. Where evil, like the bad things that would have filled and dead people, dead animals were carried from Jerusalem and they would throw it over there and burn them. It was a, a, originally a physical place, but the Bible said hell. Now, so if you are looking at this one, if Jesus was, see, so let's, let's be in the shoes of Jesus right now. No, I'm Jesus and I'm speaking and I'm telling all the people here that you you are afraid of the people that can destroy only your body and not your. So let's use, um, let's say, um, which which place should I use as hell? Let's use um, Labadi Beach as hell. Can you all hear me? Good. So now let's say that Labadi Beach is hell, and I'm speaking. I'm telling all the people there that you are afraid of people that can destroy your body and not your soul. Do not fear those that can destroy your, that can kill your body and not able to kill your soul. But fear the one that can destroy both your body and soul in Labadi Beach. Now, when I say that, have I said anything spiritual and universal? If you know that Labadi Beach is a place where there is always fire and the burning of things, you would actually understand what I'm talking about. That means there is going to be a physical burning. Are you following? Great. So these are the simple things you need to understand about the word hell. You need to know this. This will help you. And I'm going to connect this to a eschatology maybe in the course of the week and help all of us to understand. Don't forget, if you forget eschatology, I don't know what you remember again in this life. You're a Christian and you don't know your end. You study, you forget. Tomorrow you come and say something different. If you do that, I'll, I'll, I'll take belt. <laughs> then now that's what we are supposed to do. Amen. So understand that when you read through the scriptures, when you, anytime you see the word hell in the Bible, 
it needs three things. The first one is the realm of the dead, where dead people, both righteous and unrighteous people, go. The second one is Tataru. It is a dark place beyond the realm of the dead, where fallen angels are kept in chains till the time of judgment. And the last one is Gehenna, which was a physical place in Jerusalem, where filth and dead animals and dead human beings were burnt there. Are you following? So now, if somebody tells you you will go to hell, Ask the person which part. Are you following? So you need to understand these things. And um, you are going to be blessed. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Alright. God bless you and keep all of you strong. I hope you have understood some few things here. great great so put this at the back of let me say some few things about hell right now now hell is not an eternal place that is a place where you go there forever and it does not end there is nothing like that in the bible are you following Good. So when you read the book of Revelation chapter 20 verse 14 where the Bible said, this is John speaking and he said, And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Death and hell. The word hell there is the word Hades. Which speaks of the whole realm of the dead, where dead people dwell. It will be cast into the lake of fire. Now hear me. The lake of fire is actually going to be the last judgment that which will judge everything for the last. Are you with me? Now, let me tell you this. <laughs> I'm about to say, I've said this thing before, and I want to say it again. Some of you, when you hear lake of, say, hey, lake of fire, to fear, kwa. to fear, kwa. over my, over my dead body, I will never, I will never. <laughs> you need to open your eyes and read your Bible very well. Amen. Now, let me read something for you to understand. In the book of Revelation, I want to, I want to get you The verse that is actually speaking to all of us that 
everybody 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 will be thrown everything everybody and everything that has been created by god will be thrown into the lake of fire some of you are already angry Do you know what the lake of fire is? Let, let's read something from the book of Revelation chapter 2 verse 11. He said, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit said unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death now listen the second death is the lake of fire as the word of the lord told us right now are you following good there are those that will be hurt by the lake of fire and there are those that will not be hurt there are those that will be hurt by the lake of fire and there are those that will not be hurt now we all will pass through but when we pass through we will come out purified and strong but there are those when they pass through they will be hurt because their nature is different and when they pass through they are going the bible said it is called the second death so there are those that will pass through the lake of fire that will be hurt and there are those that will not be hurt by the lake of fire Are you following? The lake of fire, the main purpose of the lake of fire is to purify things before they go back to their father. To purify things. It is for purification. It is actually, it is before the Lord. It is before the Lord. Before anything can get back to the Father, that thing must be purified. Those that will be hurt by the lake of fire, they will go through what we call the second death. It does not mean they will not exist anymore, but their state will be changed into a different state that will go back to the Father. But we that will not be hurt, we will still be like the Lord Jesus. And we shall be crowned. Are you following it is like I have gold and I have wood in my hands and we are about to pass the gold and the wood through fire. When I pass the gold through the fire, it will actually come out purified. Every debt that is in it will be taken. It will be refined, beautiful. But if I pass the wood through the lake of fire, it will actually burn it and it will change into ash. A better name, so. But that ash 
will, has not been wasted. It is also part of God. So God will receive it into himself, but not as gold, but as ash. This is to let you know, you were not made to be turned into ash at the end of things or time. But that is how your disobedience has actually landed you. It does not mean you are lost forever. No. But when you change into ash, there is no relevance. This is also to let us understand. So everything will pass through the lake of fire, including Lucifer. Death and hell will, will enter into the lake of fire. And when they all enter, based on the kind, there is no creation that will go wasted. There is nothing like that in God's creation. Because, let me open you, let me say something heavy for you to understand. Huh? In the broad sense, the whole creation is God. Are you following? In its broader sense, all creation is God. That is why when you go before God and you are looking at things from God's perspective, the way we think of death is not the way God thinks of death. Death actually on the negative side means you are not living the life of God. That is why when you go into the Garden of Eden, there was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil was producing death. And we had the tree of life, which was actually speaking of the very life of God. So if you partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, what actually will happen to you is that you die. And that death, look at that. When God told Adam that if you eat, you will surely die. Adam ate it, but we didn't see them dying for God to bury them. But they died. So that, when God speaks of death, it is not necessarily, even physical death is not as we think it is. There is nothing like that. That is all. There is nothing. There is nothing like that. So physical death is actually a transition. You have moved to a different level, a different realm. That's not mean you don't exist. Are you with me? Because God himself is existence. So long as God is everything exists, whether you change your state, you can, you can be water. We can boil you until you change into gas. It does not mean you are not water anymore. You have become a different state. You have turned into a different state. You are still in creation. Are you with me? You can turn to ice. It does not mean you, are, you, are, you, are, you have changed. You are still in creation. So put that at the back of your mind. That there is, not, there is nothing like, oh, you cease to exist. Don't let anybody deceive you. Even hell is not eternal because it will be thrown into the lake of fire. It will go through the lake of fire where it will change its state. And when it changes its state, God will take it back to himself. Are you following But the thing is, you don't want to be hurt. 
by the lake of fire. You don't want to be hurt because the hurt is really hurt. <laughs> How can you be water that is in a bottle that everybody is saluting you? They will put you in front of the table of presidents. You come on live television, a bottle of water. So nice. But you now want to turn into vapor. Who, where will your usefulness be? Who are you going to be useful to in, in the realm of vapor where the eyes of men cannot see? At that moment, you have lost your glory. You have lost your manifestation. Because the substance or the form of God is seen in his manifestations. And that is where glory is found. Yes, everything will pass through the lake of fire. So why are you forcing yourself to become vapor when you are water that every human being is saluting? It is the saluting of all men to you, the water, that proves God's glory. But if you have changed yourself into gas and there is now no glory manifesting out of you, then definitely you have to go back to where you came from. But you go through that in the hard way. Are you following? Good. So basically, this is what the whole um, hell actually means. Don't forget these things. Nobody will burn in hell ah, forever. It does not end. Then the person is burning. Ah, the Bible does not say that. Even hell and death will be thrown into the lake of fire. And that is the second death. States will be changed. People that used to be glorified beings of God will change to a state like atomic structures that will enter back to God. There will be no glory for them. Are you following? Great. These are some of the things you need to understand um, Someone said, Papa, so those who said they have visited hell and saw people being tormented and burning, which part of hell did they see? Maybe they had entered into the Tartaro, where the fallen angels have been kept. That is the only part of hell that there is torment. That is the deepest darkness of hell. And I already told you that there is no fire, but the place is hot. Are you with me? Good. You need to understand that. But I want to tell you one, one thing. You see, most of these people that went to hell, let me say about 80% of them are speaking lies. I'm telling the truth. Even in Tartarus, there are different compartments. Yes, even in Tartarus, there are different compartments. Based on the kind of life you lived on this earth. So there are people that gave themselves to occultic altars. They were drinking human blood and all those kind of things. Killing human beings, 
partnering with demons to do those kind of things once you die the spirit you saved that demon you saved you will surely go there to be tormented but before you go to tartarus you have to first enter into the realm everybody goes to the realm of the dead that is where you will now be declared whether you are going to the tartarus to wait or you'll be exiting the realm of hell to the place god has prepared for you are you getting it good so everybody goes through hell but not the same place in hell the 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 place that every human being goes to when they die is actually the realm of the dead which is called shield or hades tartarus is a place for demons it's a dark place for demons only people that have hardened their hearts only people without christ will be will be jailed over there but even that place there are dimensions there are those that did not just believe in Jesus that would be in a different dimension. There are those that were witches, they have their realm where they will be. There are those. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. I'll build my church in the gates of hell or not. That gate is actually speaking of um, Hades or the realm of the dead. I've thought on this before. I told you the gates of hell. Basically, there are four main gates. It is actually named according to the cardinal points, north, south, east, and west. And I told you that the west gate of Hades is actually opened. And it is actually an exit point. For the righteous ones that will die when they die and enter into the realm of the dead after going through their um you know their houses in the in hades and all those dimensions they will exit through that western gate and move with the angels to god you following and i told you that the three gates the north south and the east there are beings that are dwelling that are in charge i told you that the the one that is in charge of all the three gates of the realm of the dead is known as Baron Samedi. I made mention of um, his name, Good. And I told you he has battalions, myriads of, of certain demons that work with him. And they are the people that aid in necromancy. My brother is dead. I want to talk to him. My sister is there. I want to talk to the ghost. Of, they are the people behind all these ghost, ghost, ghost things. They have deep knowledge. Very, very heavy knowledge. Are you following? Alright. Alright. That is great. Okay, so if there are other questions you can actually ask. So anybody that tells you there is no hell, the person is deceiving you. There is. But this is actually the true meaning of what the Bible is saying about hell. 
So you need to understand that. Now the question is, who goes to hell? If I ask you right now, that who will go to hell? I want a very clear answer here. Based on what I've taught right now. Who will go to hell? What are you going to say? If you say everyone, they will say, Hey, what are you trying to say? Upon all I've done for Jesus, all the believing I believed in Him, all my seeds and everything, you still want me to go to a man of God, you are fake. So, what are you going to say at this point to prove to the person you are no fake? <laughs> hey, hallelujah. <laughs> what now are you going to say? To the person, why are you saying everyone will go to hell? What will you say? Hallelujah. Great. So Hades speaks of the realm of the dead, which is actually for those that will die, human beings, whether you are righteous or unrighteous. You let them know. So what actually goes on in Hades? I've thought on that before, but I'm going to take time and go into details um, in the subsequent weeks. Then, um, from there, Tartarus. All right. Okay, so please make sure you learn this. quiz. God bless us and keep all of us strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. All right, let me take some other questions. Yeah, Jerry, do you have any question? Okay. God bless you, Jackie. God bless you. Okay, great, great, great. Um, I think many of us, if you have your oil and your salt with you, kindly get it ready. If you have it with you, let me see your hand. I want to see the number of people that have them so that. Okay. 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 All right. Those of you who are not at home, where, where are you? Where are you that you don't have it? Where are you? Huh? Where are you this, this time? At this time of the night? <laughs> We don't do watch night too on, on Sundays. So those of you who are not at home, where are you? Who oh, they answer us? Answer us. Some of you are in Ghana. 
you don't go to work around 9 45 pm so where where you day night shift says are you a nurse or what someone said on my way home from where from where <laughs> all right may the lord bless us and keep us strong in jesus name amen i think i have to start doing what um prophet elisha did was my spirit not with you so maybe starting from tomorrow my spirit will be with many people yeah and if i catch you doing anything that is ungodly i'll come and say it to the glory of god i will let you call in and talk to you on what you have you have done and i'll ask you to shout a believing amen if you are not able to shout you'll be sent to tataro Amen. All right, the Lord blesses. All right, so please get the tokens ready. Let me pray over them right now. Get the tokens ready. Please, I beg you, as I'm praying over the tokens, God will in this Friday, this Friday, this Friday, um, I'm going to be quite busy. I have a certain watch night program in Kumasi. So I'm going to be very tight. But I'm going to, um, yeah, I'll be coming around, I think, where did they put the place? Yeah. When you're getting close to tech. The church is called Good News Bible Church. Yeah, when you're going to tech, I think they call a place, before you get to Maxima or something, you have to take a certain left turn. No, you will not get to Bodhikra. You will not get to Tech Junction. Yeah, I'll be in Temagodwilin next month. So we are we are getting ready for that. Alright. So um I think so. I've forgotten the place, but the name of the church is um Yeah, you pass um family chapel and go forward a little bit i think i don't know whether it's a yuja or something like that i think that area but the name of the church is good news bible church so if you don't know anything at least you should know that if you're in kumasi and you want to um, join us you can just um, all right god bless you So you can contact some of the people in Kumasi, um, Lady Pastor Becklin and some few other people. They can, they can um, direct you. All right. It is watch night, so I think they will start around 9 p.m. or 8 p.m. or so. Yeah. It's around Aija, right? Okay. Aija, Aija. Okay. So please, um, I'm going to pray over the tokens. And God willing, this Thursday, I beg, kindly remind me. Because right now, the things going through my head, they are plenty.
Thursday, um, God willing, this Thursday, I have something to tell us. And it's actually about our fasting and prayer that we are doing, which is different from the 10 days. So we are all going to fast. It is actually for spiritual giftings. Amen. And that is the reason why we are going to embark on this prophetic direction. Good. So um, I'm going to pray over them right now. But I want you to, so my son, you can record the prayer and send it to those um, who are not here. Let them be on the page so that they can get it. Because I don't want somebody to go, man of God, please pray over my this for me. I don't know how. Um, <laughs> Someone said, please, when are we starting the fasting? Oh, tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. And tomorrow starts from 12 a.m. in Ghana. As we are here right now. We have a few... Um, like just, I think, two hours and some few minutes. So if you have any banku to eat, eat it now. It is 10 days. 10 days. So I think from 20th to 29th. Twentieth to twenty-ninth. Get ready. Then on thirtieth, um, we are actually going to engage in mega one word from the Lord, and also a crossover. Um, yeah, it's going to be an amazing moment. So please get ready. The testimonies that we are receiving are just mind-blowing. God is really, really at work here, and we we'll give Him all the praise and the glory. Hallelujah. All right. So get, get the tokens ready. Let me just pray over them right now. Get the tokens ready. Yeah, you, after I've prayed over it, I'm going to show you what you're going to do with them. So you get ready. Let's just get them ready. All right, I'm praying. Mighty God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the lives of your children. We come before thee, O Lord. We pray in Jesus' mighty name and we lift these tokens even before thee. I pray that your power and your presence will come upon them. Stand these tokens up. Let them receive divine energy in the name of Jesus as they are applied. Almighty God, let your mighty strength and power bring forth activation of their spiritual senses in the mind of Jesus who is he among them that is blind spiritually let their eyes be opened let their ears be opened in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus I pray that your angels will be in charge of these tokens wherever it is applied let your angels show up in the name of Jesus let there be abundance of spiritual visions dreams and revelations in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Do this to bring glory to yourself, even in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Alright, so listen, this is what we are going to do. If your bottle of oil is full, or let me say it's um, a brand new one, 
you are going to pour little out of it maybe into a different container so that um it will be it will be in the middle or something just pour some of the oil from it then you can just get some of the salt and put it in the bottle of oil that is left are you with me that some of you your 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 oils are not in bottles i don't know the containers that your oils are in but that is what we are supposed to do let the salt be in the oil but if yours is in a bottle the best thing is you are so <laughs> you can just pour some of the oil out of the the, the bottle then the remaining you pour some of the oil in the in the bottle are you with me meaning say what the mention as in good after that you are just telling god we are going to read the whole book of first corinthians chapter 12 first corinthians chapter 12 first corinthians chapter 12 you following you read so after you have poured the salt in the remaining bottle of oil you open it and you read the book of first corinthians chapter 12 from chapter 1 from verse 1 to verse 31 you read it loud on it are you getting it good after doing that you will start applying applying it on your eyes and on your ears then you can just put a drop you can just put maybe one of your finger dip one your finger in it and just put it on your tongue just like that you are doing this for 14 days don't forget i said first corinthians chapter 12 from verse 1 to verse 31 the whole chapter of like the whole chapter 12 good so don't forget it if your bottle of oil is full you can pour some of the oil out of the bottle into maybe a different container then you pour some of the salt in the remaining bottle of oil then you you read the book of first corinthians chapter 12 on it we are actually speaking of giftings giftings especially the prophetic the prophetic giftings you just recite the whole verse on that um mixture of oil and salt then from that you apply some on your eyes on your ears then you can put a finger in it just dip it in the token and put it on your tongue you are doing that for 14 days one four don't forget every morning and evening you do it mostly in the evening when you are about when you are about to sleep are you following and leave the rest to the holy ghost and his angels hallelujah and i know in the course of the 14 days i'm going to get a time where um, most of us are going to move in the prophetic we are going to move in healing you pray for people with issues and immediately god is going to touch them hallelujah this is what god wants me to do 
And this actually is my birthday gift to all of you. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. So the Lord bless you. Make sure you don't forget what we have said. Don't go and fight and forget this, the, any single instruction. Don't go and read First Corinthians, Second Corinthians chapter 18. I beg you, there is no 18 anywhere. So please, when God gives us directions, let us obey explicitly as we are supposed to do so that he can be of help to us in the name of the lord jesus amen the lord bless you all and keep all of you strong in jesus precious mighty name right after here i'm greg how are you doing my son wow i've missed you yourself god richly bless you and increase his grace and anointing over your life you will do well the hand of the lord will be strong upon you god bless you delix wow so how are you long time i believe everything is fine glory we give god all the praise in jesus name amen god bless you greg god bless you delix god bless you everybody hallelujah so please we are starting our fasting this um tomorrow god willing we are meeting we are meeting this night at exactly 12 a.m gmt we are actually building the foundation even for our fasting this night from 12 a.m. So make sure you join us a few, I think two hours from here. And then we are going to fire prayer. So make sure you join us. The power of God is going to work on us in the name of the Lord Jesus. The theme for our fasting is destiny empowerment. The theme for our fasting is destiny empowerment. Hallelujah. All right, so please make sure, don't join alone. Invite your friends and loved ones, your family members. Let them join. Huh? If mama doesn't know anything about Podbean, please get a phone for mama. Download the Podbean for her. Just show her how to join. Are you with me? Let them pray with us. God will touch them. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. God is working miracles. So don't let your, your family people be sick and be struggling and you are the only person enjoying. Get them connected and let God's blessing also fall on them. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, the Lord bless you and keep all of you strong in Jesus' name. So please, right after here, I'm going to upload the message. Um, you can download and still listen to it if you missed anything. God bless you and keep all of you strong. Lady Pastor Becklin, my regards to Apostle Clay. The Lord bless you. God bless you. Lady Pastor Lydia Duncan, my regards to your, your husband. Um, my regards to everybody. Madam um, Fopa, God bless you and keep all of you strong. So we shall meet God willing this night at exactly 12 a.m. GMT. God bless you all. Shalom. God bless you, my daughter, Baparuzi. Yamisha, mommy. We shall meet. Shalom. Bye bye.